Sunday show presented by the company burger and Chris Smith realty. Chris Smith of ladder and bloom is one of the top realtors in new Orleans for five for, for I'm sorry. Wow. For a free marketing value valuation of your property to book a property tour or to talk real estate. Give him a call at 504-231-2004 Lido in studio tonight. Chris Connor virtual. We got a special guest in studio. Ivory Clark. Ivory. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining. Man, thanks so Bef much for having me. Before we get on, um, is Memorial Day. We'd like to take this time to thank all the brave men and women who have made the ultimate ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. I want to remember you this on Memorial Day. Let's get into the show. Chris, it's good to see you, man. How are you doing? All good, brother, man. You know, uh, good to be here. Good to have another Sunday. Let's get into it. All right, let's do it. Uh, I'm starting off with you. That was deep, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, Chris, I'm starting off with you. A um, couple things regarding Zion Williamson. Okay, let's get into it. Um, yeah. so I'm interested to hear everybody's thoughts on this, right? So Charles Barkley came on a podcast. Uh, I think it was with, talking with Kenny. I, I forget exactly what the podcast name was called, but he had talked about how he, he, Zion reminds himself of him, right? And he had, he yeah. had a veteran like Moses Malone say, get your fat ass to it you know, get your fat ass in shape is what he, I mean, that's, that's the quote he said. Right. And so he was talking about to Zion on how he has to take care of his body and how Charles Barkley, how he had to lose 50 pounds, so on and so forth. Me and you talked about this and we get Lito's thoughts and Ivory's thoughts as well. Uh, <laughs> do you think that it would be a good idea for Zion to reach out to someone like Charles Barkley? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think it would hurt, you know, um, I mean, the comparisons have been there for for a long time. Um, and, you know, I don't think in any, you know, no matter what field or what what branch of you know life you're at, if you can if you can reach to someone that's been through something comparable or even to someone contrasting. I mean, you know, advice is advice. And what you do with it is just, you know, it's just it. How you apply it is, um, you know, it's up to you. But I think I mean, and as we have here to label, right, it's, it's up to Zion. But, yeah, man, I mean. Charles says, and Charles has been talking about this for a while. And that that particular story about Moses, and he talked about a, a few of the other vets and Mo Cheeks and company that you know challenged him early on to to lose weight. And it wasn't it wasn't something in which you know I I remember it was like ten pounds at a time. It was like all right, I need you to get here. I need you to get here. I need you to get here. He ended up I think they had him at like two fifty, and then Chuck was like, ah, I'm not really comfortable with that. Two sixty was his playing weight for the majority of his career. So. Um, it's always good to hear Chuck talk about stuff like that because, you know, it's clear, uh, that, you know, Zion could use help in a, you know, from someone who's, who's been there, especially someone who Clint, who appears to be as, as a part of, or, uh, involved or kind of, uh, surrounded by or drawn to basketball history. Charles, right. Charles is right there. And if I remember correctly, uh, I don't know if Charles said or someone else did, they, like they haven't had many or if, if any personal conversation, that's a little crazy to me. So uh, maybe, maybe the relationship or Chuck's lack thereof with Mike at this point, Charlton and Zion being signed to Jordan, maybe that plays around. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I would love for that conversation to happen because um, they, I think they were in similar situations that you saw once Chuck can, you know, completely transform his body, what it did for his career and his uh, ultimate longevity in the league. Yeah, you, you did mention that, Chris. They have never met. Um, Charles Barkley actually mentions that. Also, I want to get your thoughts on this this final question because someone had uh, – I, I retweeted and quote-tweeted it and gave my thoughts on it, but someone had said, why would he listen 
to somebody that's already made fun of him in his weight. Do you think that matters? <laughs> no, I, like it's serious. Like, you know, Charles a couple of years ago, um, had, you know, he, he was making fun of him on the show. Like they make fun of everybody, but do you think that that plays a part in why maybe Zion hasn't reached out? I mean, maybe, but who cares, bro? Like we're, we're, you know, we're, we're adults. Like I, I, I make, I make fun of my friends all the time. You know what I mean? It's yeah. three. I, show love, you know, I mean, all, all the people that work, like I, I really only make fun of people that I care about, that I want mm-hmm. to do well. Like, I, you know, that I mean, for at, at the end of the day, is he trying to help him? That's it. I don't get like, regardless of the fact of the joke and so on and so forth, Zion should be using, he should be looking in, in this situation. I would say use Charles Barkley as, um, as a tool of sorts. I mean, you're using him as it, it, it doesn't mean that you guys have to be buddy, buddy, and y'all have to be, uh, you know, y'all gotta be best friends and talk after every game. But I mean, if you got, if, if, if Charles has jewels or has things that are applicable for Zion, I don't care who it is. Like, especially not off commentary or jokes. If this person can help me, um, can, can help my business, can help my, can help my career, can help my future for me, my family, my, you know, my rep, um my vision why wouldn't you use it regardless of what's said on tv like like it's it's it, it's the clearest conversation that i think out of any that zion could have when it comes to former players that is the clearest and i think the most impactful slash helpful conversation that needs to be had yeah well said and and, and Lita, we talk about leadership all the time right well you know i, I keep seeing more and more <laughs> cj mccullum trying to be a leader and, and not only just leader in the locker room right we have question that but he's starting to become vocal outside the locker room you know it was so, whether it be social media podcast and whatever it may be and he came out with a quote uh he was on the ryan russillo podcast uh on thursday and he had this to say he said i've had serious conversa- conversations with zion on multiple occasions not just me also larry nance and i said this to him you can be as good as you want to be and that's not for everybody um, a lot of people have knocked CJ, including me. I, I, I knock him for more of his play, but I know he's battling through injury, and I applaud him for that. But when you when you hear stuff like that, and when you see, and I really want to get your thoughts on this too, when when you see that, yeah, that's him being a leader. And, and like some people are like, "Oh, CJ, this no, like this is what we want from your your veteran leader." And like, what do you think of um, you know that quote uh, on Ryan Russillo's podcast? I think that. I think CJ for for the better part of the last 20 games that I'm aware of has done a great job holding trying to keep the locker room accountable not just Zion but everybody in the locker room. Um <clears throat> I I'm encouraged that he continues to speak out because I feel like that's what a veteran and the veteran on this team is supposed to do. Got the most most playoff experience on the team like if if anybody he's the one to follow. And I feel like as far as how the message is being told, when you got young guys like Zion or or uh, Brandon or whoever, like this social media age is how they're used to receiving information anyway. So to me, I don't think that that's a, that's a slight. I think that that is communication and kind of like heightening the message to them. I can tell you, right? But once <clears throat> I speak on it on a public p- platform, it's more so of, hey, look, you know, I had this conversation with you privately. Now, like, I'm letting the world know. I'm holding you accountable going forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is – and, and, like, that's a real last statement. You you, you are as good – he is going to be as good as he wants to be. Like, this is <clears throat> completely on Zion. It's on nobody else. Right. No, it's also – Ivory, you know, you played high-level basketball. And uh, what's it like when 
a veteran leader, someone like CJ who has won the league. And now he hasn't, you know, he hasn't been to an NBA finals, but he's won the league. He's well-respected throughout the league. What's that, what's that like for a young player like Zion? I know he's still, I know he's year five, but he's still 22 years old. What's that like to hear from someone like CJ? Well, that should absolutely be um, a vote of confidence to Zion um, that someone of CJ's magnitude came to him and told him how uh, great he think he can be. Right. Uh, hearing that from one of your veteran leaders um, <laughs> should, should instill you to be um, greater. Uh, I think I think CJ does a great job of, of exhibiting leadership skills um, with the guys behind closed doors. Um, and if, if you're Zion, man, you, you, you have to take it upon yourself to understand how much those guys uh, want you to succeed and want you to be great and, uh, you know, apply it and, uh, you know, be the best basketball player that, that he can be. Yeah, and I agree. Go ahead. Can I – I just want to add something to this. We, you were asking – not, and I'm not making fun of you. I'm just saying I see the, the public perception, like, why should Zion want to get consult from Charles Barkley? Like, what? What? Oh, he's a hall. Like, he's a hall of famer. Yo, who we know, one of the best basketball players we're playing. Yo, Sorry, uh, yo, bro. Like going, going, same. Not, not the same game per se. Zion is way more explosive. But as far as like body style, body type, body style. You know what I'm saying? Like taking a ball off the rim, going coast to coast. Like you know, being, being, being exciting, being electric. Like yo, that's Chuck. And then you know, if you take, if you add in the the three that Chuck added on later in his career, like I, yo, who else would you? want to learn from like you you can like literally look at the blueprint of your particular game and and, and find out you know how charles unlocked himself to get to that mvp level right, right. but the other thing too i want to say this i think <clears throat> i just want to say i think i don't think zion's problem is coming into the season in shape because to his credit no. he came into the season in shape it's not the problem a shape. lot of people get that mixed up a it's lot staying of in shape. it's yes. staying in shape it's staying in shape. But it's, it's also staying. I'm sorry to cut you off because I don't want to lose this train of thought. But I understand injuries happen, but you have to be able to. It's after the injury. Yeah, it's the injury, and it's, I understand it's a hamstring, it's a yeah. lower body injury. But there are still ways to keep yourself in shape, and I think that was one of his main. Uh, I, I, I do have one. I do have one piece of advice that like Zion is never going to hear this. He's, he don't you never like, know. I mean, it's, I'm not even important enough to listen <laughs> to, right? But let me say this: if there's anybody I would like to recommend him working out with, it's Drew Holiday's trainer. Uh, I cannot think of his name, but I think on IG is Mr. Keep It Moving. And I think Zion should met, literally get with him just because of the core work that they put in. And he does so much lower body work with, with Drew or whoever like is working out. Like I, I think that would be a guy that he should seek out. That's, I'm glad you mentioned that. Chris, do you think I, – I, I know you don't – you're not going to know this answer, but do you – like, for instance, we know Trey's reached out to – or Trey and Reggie have worked together, right? And Jose's reached out to – I think it was Tony Parker, and they worked together – do you do you know of anybody that Zion's reached out to like is, that's that was successful in the league, you know someone like a Charles Barkley or someone like you know uh, a Tony Parker for Jose? Do you, do you do you know if he's done that? And if he hasn't done it, should he do it? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think, I definitely think he should. I I haven't necessarily heard of it. It doesn't mean that it hasn't that it hasn't happened. Um, but I think that um, this is kind of like part of the part of the issue when it comes to. Um, Zion, you know, maturing is, 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 is the fact of when we don't, when you don't really know these things or you don't hear about them, you know, you kind of are forced to make your own or draw your own <laughs> conclusion, you know, when, when we're having these conversations and, you know, the only thing I can think of Justin is that, you know, it feels like 
every year he's had to deal with something and he appears to be the guy that once he's dealt with these kind of situations, specifically with injury, he just shuts down and completely, you know, uh, draws away from people. And we've heard, we've heard about that on a lot of different levels, right. You know, some privately and some, in some public. And I think that might get in the way of him reaching out to these, to these individuals for whatever reason, but yeah, man, I mean, you know, and, and you know what, and you want to do it before it's too late, man. You don't want to wait right. until, um, you know, you get the wrong injury that completely changes your game and your style and, and, and zaps away your, your athleticism and then start reaching out to folks. Do it now while you're still able to get over some of these things and, and, and different surgeries, different injuries aside, and you're still able to be one of the more unique and impactful athletes that we've seen. Reach out to these people now, you know, while you have your youth, while you have um, and, and I mean, and regardless if they're critical, man, some some people that I dislike and, and, and completely um, have kind of stepped away from their life. Give me some of the best advice I could, you know, I could handle. You know, I mean, it, it really don't matter the source sometimes. It, it just it just it's really the message. You know what I'm saying? And I think for him, I hope that that's what's that's what's in play. He ain't got to do it just simply with his family or just what, you know, the people that are closest to him, trainer, teammates or within have these people help you. You know what I'm saying? That have been through similar or comparable situations, man. And, and you know, combine that to be the best overall player that you could be. Because the dude that we saw this or last season, I don't even think from a physical standpoint is the best Zion. And that's what's crazy because yeah. he was an MVP candidate. And I don't even think that's the best version of him that we could see. But I also think that takes a, a level of humility to reach out first. Mm. Um, I don't know Zion personally. But, um, you know, to pick up the phone and call someone that you don't know, who right. made fun of you, um, who you don't know, don't have a relationship with, um, that, that really takes a different type of person to um, yeah. initiate that, that conversation and, you know, design that type of person to do that. I mean, that, that remains to be seen. Man, that's, that's a great point because I think about I, what you just said is because he still never, you know, when the whole CJ thing happened, he didn't reach out to CJ when CJ got traded in New Orleans. And, and I, I'm not like trying to bash him, Lito, but it does seem that he doesn't, maybe he's not comfortable doing it, right? Maybe he's just not comfortable doing it. And that's that, that comes with maturity. I probably wasn't comfortable doing it at 22 years old either. But you know, it, I think it's something that's not talked about enough is that <clears throat> I, I, I do think, and, and Teaspoon's done a great job with with Zion and mentally and trying to get, get through these things. But there are other people I think that Zion could reach out to to help him through these things, and not only on the court, but also off the court. I Man, I think it's everything Ivory said. I think uh, for me, it's, it's self self actualization is key. Knowing who you are and where you are at this particular point in your life, like maybe Zion don't feel particularly comfortable doing it himself, right? But maybe you know he has an assistant, or he has you know if his dad is handling his business for him, right? Maybe his dad can build a bridge to get to. And this is the other thing too, like yo, I think young young athletes, people in general, like yo. Everybody not go like you. So, so so what somebody made fun of you? Like nobody owes you nothing. Like you looking at a dude who done and Chuck who done climbed the mountain. He been there. So when he's sitting down like pointing fingers at, at people, like I get his jokes because Charles is funny, but a lot of jokes have truth in them. And right, like if if I th well, it goes back to the humility thing. Like if <laughs> I was making fun of you and on a national stage, you're talking about millions and millions and millions of people. Do you think you'd have the balls to be able to reach out to me? Like, hey, man, I'm struggling. If you, here. Charles, Bar I'm gonna tell you this: if you, Charles Barkley, I know you make fun of everybody, right? But you're 
I'm not saying Zion's like immature, but you're at a stage in your life where you've matured and you've seen it all the yeah. way through. Like as, as a 22 year old, right? Yeah. Could you do that? I mean, probably not. No. But people surrounding him. Sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, no. I mean, I mean, look at the at the at the end of the day, at some point, because no, none of us are saying things. I think right now, like like we all want him to be the best version of himself. Whether that means he plays another, whether Zion plays another NBA basketball game, I hope he's the best version of himself that he can possibly be. And part of that, no matter which route he takes next is to look in the mirror or somebody that's next to him to be like, all right, well, look, we are, what, four years in? Obviously, the way that we're doing it, the way that you're doing it, something's not working. And I don't care. And, and we've all had to have that look in the mirror. Unfortunately, at 22, that's a tough look. But it is what it is. We all got to look in the mirror at some point before it's too late. You know what I'm saying? And if you catch it early, even even better and say, all right, something I'm doing ain't, ain't right. Like I got to there's something else that I need to be doing this better. Something has to change. And I think gradually he's been doing some of these things. I mean, I think we got to give him some credit for some of these perspectives. You know, what I'm saying I do think he he is gradually doing, you know, whether it be his interactions with folks, him joking a little bit more, you know, uh, uh, his outfit choices. You know, what I mean, the Dickie fit was, you know, you know, was dope. Just being a little bit more more aware. I think he's growing in that, you know, in that in that particular area. Hopefully there's another stage to that, that, you know what I mean? That, that we're going to see, you know, starting, you know, this October or going forward. I mean, it, it's the best we can hope for. Yeah. I, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think, I think to Chris's point, you know, when you asked me what I have done it at 22, I wouldn't have, I, I can't lie. I wouldn't have done it at 22. But I also was never in a position to be the best basketball player. You know what I'm saying? NBA. Right. I never was in a position to, to yeah. get an MVP. You know what I'm saying? I never was in a position to possibly get 200 and, whatever million dollars, right? The stakes are a little bit higher for him. They're a lot higher for him. And I think, I think you got to ask yourself, I think the thing is you got to ask yourself like, yo, it's all, it, like if, if I got the information that I've the information, like, yo, it's all on you. Like how bad you want it? Cause sure. I got mine in Charles case. I got mine. You well, know what I'm saying? It's funny. Cause Charles said that he goes, I, most Malone said that when I was like on a contract for like $3 million, like, like he goes, Zion, you have a chance to make, Five hundred million dollars. Like he can make five hundred some million dollars. Like he's saying, like if you just focus and get your mind right. But I really want to get back to like this will be the last point because I thought I think when Zion posts and I had this conversation with Lido Chris is that you saw Luca working out whatever it was going up the steps and you know he's putting out workout videos about being in shape. But Ivory he Zion had just posted on Instagram three days ago. It's a picture of him and he's kind of flexing to the, the crowd and he's saying how. Uh, it's a it's a quote from the Jay Z. Is that correct? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, how can I ease the stress and learn to live with these regrets? <laughs> Did I say that right? Is that good? Is that good? Is that good, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Right, what do you think of that? Do you think it's do you think it's him trying to maybe make a connect to the fan base? Maybe hey, I'm working my way back, or do you think it's nothing? I think it is an appeal to the fan base, but I also think Zion is a very hard worker, which may actually be uh, counterproductive for his body type. I think certain athletes are different. Um, certain athletes need to take a long time off in the summer and, and kind of like let their body heal. Some athletes need to work all the time and come into camp in great shape. I think Zion, from what I understand, him being trained as a professional basically since he was five years old, his body's probably older than what it really is. 
And I think he may actually need to, you know, decrease his volume of his workload in the offseason. Um, maybe that will help with his uh, injuries problem. But um, from everything I understand, he, he does work hard. Um, and again, I think, you know, that that post was definitely letting people know that, um, you know, he, he's probably working out and back to himself and um, he's feeling himself again. So not to forget who he is. Interesting. Chris, what you, would you think of that post? Do you think it was anything? <laughs> I'm tired of posts, man. I, I respectfully, like I, I, I'm tired of posts, but yes. but from any from any from any Pelicans player at this point, <laughs> I'm just I'm just over all of it, and it, it's nothing. It's nothing against Zion. It's nothing against anybody. I'm just I'm just over social media. The, the so I mean, it, it's I mean, it's good to see. I mean, hopefully, you know, that means that you know, I mean, he's in. Like uh, like Ivory said, hopefully that means that he's you know back to himself. That's great, but I'm over comments and posts and workouts. Like I'm ready to fast forward to actual basketball and 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 and, and roster changes and victories and like that's that's where I'm at. I, I'm Instagram posts, Twitter like it don't really do nothing for me at this point when I'm watching Boston and Miami in a seven game series. I mean I I don't say like look if he's in if he's in if he's back to feel like like himself, great. Hopefully, we get another post in two months, and the people that you know, you know, saying something even crazier, like that's that's great. I really, I'm really trying not not to be insensitive right now. I just don't care, and, and like, that's just me. Like respect. Hey, yeah, I thought you had one of the best tweets of the weekend. Is like, I don't care who we trade, whatever. Can we just whatever the tweet really was? It's perfect. I really don't care. Can we just play basketball and win some basketball games? Later? That's really. Yeah, I, I just want to watch basketball. That's it. That's all. Yeah, simple man, dude. Just my my last point on this. I I just wanted to see how y'all felt about this. Like Gilbert Arenas had a pod where he was talking to Brandon Jennings about uh, NBA players being in shape, particularly Joel Embiid. And the point was, yes, Embiid is in shape, but he's not in fourth quarter elite MVP basketball. What shape. makes you say that? Because I'm, why? I'm gonna give you Gil's perspective. Okay, Gil said because if you look at how if you look at how uh, uh, Embiid plays the game in the fourth, he's only shooting the elbow jumpers. He's not taking a contact. He's not dominating. He's not forcing the action anymore. He's literally just taking what you give him mm-hmm. because he doesn't have the energy to keep attacking. Mm-hmm. So from his perspective, he was like, Joel is not in shape. And I just wanted to see what y'all thought about that in reference to just the conversation we having. I think it's hard to say. Uh, I think it's hard to say. Like, I'm, not, I'm not like discrediting him. I'm just saying... He's probably making really good points, but how do you know what is in shape? Like, is Jason Tatum in shape? Because he struggled in the fourth quarter, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, Joel Embiid put up a ridiculous year this year. And I think, like, people love to overreact on playoffs, and rightfully so. And I think that he kind of faded away against the Celtics, but that happens, right? And so, I don't know. I, I just, are you are you trying to ask the question, do you think Zion's in shape in the fourth quarter? Is that like because like I mean the, we could ask it? I mean I, I just like I haven't seen enough of it. <laughs> I haven't seen Zion in the fourth quarter much, you know? I, yeah, I, I don't think like, I mean because I watched him play back to back games playing like you know the most minutes that he had ever logged as a as a uh as a pro um during that during that run during those winning streaks. And 
I mean, the end of fourth quarter, like the Timberwolves game, for example, he looked yeah. like no better than in the fourth quarter. He looked no different from the guy in the first. I so mean, can't forget, you know saying, but it I mean, wasn't. It was ridiculous, you know. I mean, and that was after playing forty minutes against the Suns, like you know, like so. It's it's not yeah. like I think with Zion, it's not necessarily like for me, game to game. What is he first versus fourth? It's not that. It's how do we find a way? It's game one to game ten, game ten to game twenty five, game twenty five forty five. We're trying to get as many games out of this eighty two as possible. I ain't worried about necessarily the minutes. We got to figure out how to get this brother more games. And I don't know. And, and, and that that's the mystery. Is it a shape thing? Is it just a body thing? Is it a luck thing? Is it a, is it a preparation thing? We laughed about the, um, the, the, uh, what was it? The slam converse, the uh, slam magazine combo with him, CJ and BI and CJ was talking about, he spends this many minutes before game stretching and Zion and B.I. were kind of laughing about it. Well, is that a thing? Ivory, that would probably be a better question to ask to, to ask Ivory, to be honest, in regards to just the overall preparation when we're talking about enduring a season and being available and ready for as many games as possible. Yeah, I think um, every, every athlete is totally different. And I think if you base it on uh, what CJ is doing, uh, it may not be best for Zion. I think certain athletes need tailored individual preparation um, to make it through a season. Um, maybe Zion needs more time stretching. Maybe he needs more yoga classes. Maybe he need things that are help with soft tissue. Maybe more hydration. Uh, maybe better sleep quality. Um, maybe less practices. Mm. Uh, I mean, it, it, you have to tailor um, regimen for for each player by their body type and not everybody on the same plane. And I yeah. think if you look at it that way, I think you may get a, a better result. And CJ had mentioned, um, was in his post game? No, it wasn't right after the thunder, Chris, but he had mentioned, I think maybe when exit interviews, it was like a podcast. Where he was talking about, I've been sleeping right. I've been stretching right. Yeah. I'm taking care of my body. And it was like one of those podcasts where like, it was his, it was his podcast. Yeah. Right. Right. And he was talking about that. So I listen, man, I, I'm, I'm expecting a big year from Zion. And I know I, I, we're going to do this again. I really am. <laughs> I, I, and look, I, I texted Lito. I was like, yo, I'm not ready to give up. I get frustrated. Don't get me wrong. I think we all get frustrated. But like, I'm I'm okay. With, like, I want to see what 14 and one can do. Because when they're like, they're, I've seen what one can do. He can take over. He can take over a game in a heartbeat. One a, one a tough out. That Timberwolves game. It, 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 I just it, vividly remember watching the Suns. I'm like, holy shit. This yeah. dude is different just different I mean, he is like I, i'm like i watch a lot of basketball yeah good yeah. and bad and i'm uh, like wow he's he moving in 5k like that's how that's do we get like, how do we get more of that yeah right and 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 that's and and chris that's the million dollar question but let's get in the next segment of the show um this is gonna be a good I, i'm really excited about this. i'm gonna start with chris uh we'll go chris leader than ivory uh but we're gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna name a player and I'm y'all are going to answer what you would like to see added to their game this offseason. All right, Chris, we're gonna start with you. We're gonna go with Zion Williamson. Hmm. Uh we're talking, we're talking just like attributes. Yeah, like, they could be defense, could be on offense. The court? Yeah, on the court. Hmm. What would you like to see added to his game? What would I like Zion? What would I like to see? Zion add to his game? That's a really, that's a really good question. Um, I think based off of how, how they use him and just, I'm forced to think about this team when healthy, 
Like if, if that's I have to like give a part of my brain that idea that we will see this team and hope that they'll be healthy. And based off how they use him a little, like how how much post work he's giving and how many post looks that he gets, I would like to see um, maybe a little bit more refinement there, maybe a little bit more work. And that could be that could be a jump hook. That could be a that could be um, more more middies. That could be, you know, um, you know, that could be a spin. You know, that could be a post spin. That could be a bunch of different things. It could be an additional move. I feel like when this team is healthy, and if we are, we we have to hope that that, that that we see that. And if that's the case, and we, you know, aren't going to see as much of Point Zion at their best, if we're going to be seeing a lot of him um, or a portion of him playing out of the post, I I, I think I would like to see um, some advancements there. You know what's crazy? I, I think about Zion Williamson, Lido. I think about Zion Williamson's footwork and and, and post up work, as Chris was saying. And you got Billy Hernan Gomez right there. Like Billy has move after move up and under. He's got good footwork. He's got, you know, right. He's got left. He go up and under. We're going to go to you next. <laughs> I'll laugh at this one. Dyson Daniels. And you can't say look at the rib. That doesn't. Don't be disrespectful. <laughs> that, doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't count. Don't be disrespectful. <laughs> what, made, what gives you the idea that I would ever? I, I see the look in your face. You, say, you look down first. Like, I see the look, look in your face. Um, nice. I a skill. That's crazy. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just repeating. I asked no, you no. not to be. I didn't mean it. I, I, no. I, I, I asked you, and you know, I no. said it about three times. I said, "Don't no, be." No, that can't. And you no, said, and you lied to me. You lied to me. You said, "What gives you the idea that I would ever be disrespectful?" Bro, I was just repeating the question. That's crazy. Go ahead. I mean, okay, like, man, I, I want, I want him to, uh, I want him to work on his aggressiveness. I don't, I don't. Like as a skill, for sure, I want him. I would want him to become a more impactful ball handler. I want him to be a guy who could who could. He sees himself as a point guard. In, in listening to him in his interviews, that's how he views it. He views his game. Um, just from the role that he played, he just didn't look comfortable being a ball handler. He didn't look comfortable as a backcourt guy. He looked like a connective type guy. Like he he looked like a a a, a wing right. If I want to see him improve in that area, I want to see his aggressiveness. I want to see when he gets into uh, the paint. You know, he gives us the pad and the spin. I want, I want him to, I want him to at that point like look. I know you didn't say it, but bro, you gotta look at the rim. The only way you can be aggressive is to know your surround. All right, I can't say look at the rim. I want you to be aware of your surroundings when you're in, when you're on the court. You know what I'm saying? And that way, like, when you have a smaller player on you, like, get your little floater off. Get your little, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Like, get your get your Australian step. You know what I'm saying? I ain't want to say Euro. It's not disrespectful. The man, I, was, I, I, want, your, I want him get to. Get your Australian step. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's what I want from Dyson. I want aggressiveness. I want better ball handling. And Australian stepping. <laughs> What is an Australian step? Oh, I couldn't say. I was about to say Euro. Ivory, you're up next. That's crazy. Right. Why would you do that? Why would you even ask me that question? I knew because you know what, Chris? I thought, Chris, you love this. I thought really hard today. I, was, I spent like 30 minutes. I'm like, what players am I going to go with? And I had Dyson Circle. I'm like, this would be a good one. Uh, Ivory, um, Herb Jones. Shooting. Um, 
I think Herb Jones uh, improved his shooting, his three-point shooting in particular. I think that unleashes a whole nother realm, um, a dynamic realm for this team. Um, so just being aggressive, being assertive, more offensively. And I think that a lot of that stems from um, shooting. So uh, Herb Jones, again, um, improves on that three-point shot. Uh, I think, man, that that huh, that opens this the ceiling for this team so much. Yeah, and and that's probably the biggest thing with Herb um, is shooting. And Lito, he shot pretty well there at the end of the year. I obviously won a lot of volume. But I think that I completely agree with Ivory because if he adds a three ball to where it's like 37 38%, it completely changes the game, right? And driving lanes galore for Brandon, for CJ, for Zion. And um, But also, Ivory, you know, you, you watch the show a lot. Uh, we've talked about involving Herb in the action. Yeah. Because when you stick him in the corner, mm-hmm. it, it 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 doesn't fit him well, right? right? He I feel like he's a player that if you have the ball in his hands and or he's in the screens, he's he's rubbing, he's flaring, he's doing slot cutting, slipping, etc. That's when you see him at his best. Yeah, now, now you're about to get in a whole roster construction and coaching oh. philosophy <laughs> discussion. Okay. Chris, second round. We'll go with – I'll give you a layup. No, you know what? I'm not giving you a layup. I'm not giving you Trey Murphy. I'll okay. give you – Dyson. You go give – No, I'm not. I'm not. Out of respect for you. Um, We'll go with Brandon Ingram. What I'd like to see Brandon – Brandon improve. I gave him Zion and Brandon. Um, Man. Um, Three-point shooting. But Explain. But but I think I think spot up shooting, spot up shooting because and and the willingness to want to take that shot. Uh, I think that Jimmy Butler is a perfect example of this. Jimmy is a guy who, for the most part, doesn't shoot them. <coughs> he's in a poke. He's playing right now in a series against a Boston team that is forcing him to shoot threes. And it's working out. It's working out for him more than, I mean, but even through the playoff, I would say through the entire playoffs, he's shooting more like the three point shooting volume is up. Um, And we saw from Brandon in those short games when Zion and CJ were healthy, he did have a lot of those opportunities. They were open and he was able to knock them down. But even when that's not the case and when Zion's out or when CJ's out, I think that for this team, because even if they add a shooter or two, I don't know how great of a shooting team that they will be, but I do think with Brandon, the ability is there, but I think he needs to shoot more. can help this team. He's one of the few, he's one of the guys that has, um, he's going to have an advantage. Um, I would say in the way that he's being guarded, teams are looking for drives. They, they are looking to stop him to get into his spots, throw them off and attempt more threes. The ability is there. We've seen it in stretches. I think that can help this team. They need more, uh, guys that are willing to shoot them. And I think he's shown in flashes that he's able to do, you know, to do it. We've seen him for, I mean, I know his first season was one example. Second, I think he was decent as well. Um, I want to see him get back to that. Even if I know what his bread and butter is, I want to see B.I. shoot more threes. Um, whether or not the team's healthy, like regardless of that, put more up. I was, that was what I, we talked about that, Chris, uh, on the last podcast. And I I talked about, what if he's not comfortable putting up a lot of volume threes? And then Lito literally said, almost to the point of, like, he made the point of Jimmy Butler. 
it's not the volume of threes. It's when you take the threes. I think Jimmy hit a huge three late in that fourth quarter last night. Uh, Lido and I actually texted you. I said, Jimmy three strategic. Um, is that what you mean more of, or do you more? Yeah. I mean, cause look, I mean, teams, teams are going to, um, when they're healthy, they're damn sure gonna, gonna try to stop the Pelicans. They're gonna, most of the defensive attention is going to be, um, centered around the free throw line, the paint, and stopping these guys from getting um, from getting looks at the basket, getting to their spots and getting to their areas. Well, CJ, while he's you know a really good three point shooter, he wants to he wants to get to spots in the mid range. Brandon's the same type of individual. We know what Zion Zion wants to get to the paint. I think it's just the smartest like the smartest element for for him his ability already to create his own shot. Um, I just think it makes the most sense. Defenses are going to defend them and give them a little bit of space. When you have them and you are going to run high screen in action and teams are and teams are consistently going under, you know, repeatedly, um, you know, there's no need to necessarily be stubborn or, or, or I mean, even even if that is like we know his strength and even if we know he's not comfortable, find a way to become more comfortable, work on that in the offseason. Um, I think it'll make his life a little bit easier, help him later on in games when when teams are being really, really physical on him. Um, and maybe it, it might help and change the way teams choose to defend him. Um, I, I, I watch defenses go under on screens when he was at the top of the key a little bit too often for a guy with his ability, um, you know, when he chooses to attack from that area. Yeah, well said. Uh, Lita, I'm going to throw a complete curveball at you. You never said player, so. What would you like to see Willie Green add to his game? <laughs> Chris, what's up? <laughs> what's what what's like up, Justin? The day? <laughs> what would you like to see? We talk about it. No, no, no. Because no. we, we're an honest podcast. We talk about this. What do you want to see Willie add to his game this year? Because you know what, Chris? He brought his laptop. He's added his, he's brought, he's been bringing his yeah, laptop. Yeah, you look, you look, you look, you look real so professional. I know he gets, he's got the... He's got these like pre-recorded like you know answers. I want to throw curveballs at. <clears throat> what do you want to see, Willie? I can freestyle. I uh, know you can. Listen, I want. Okay, let let's say this. I want the things that I want for Willie Green. A lot like like the main thing that I want for Willie Green. Willie Green is not in control of. Willie Green <clears throat> cannot provide health. He cannot keep pl- the players we need on the floor. So. Holding him accountable for one playing however many games he played and 14 playing however many games he played, like it's hard. It's pretty insufferable to be Willie Green right now because you have all this. Pardon? That's a cop out. That's a cop out? Yeah, yeah, you better than that. You better than that. Hold on, I'm going to get, hold on, I got you. Let me, (laughs) let me, let me get through the message. Let me get through the message. Okay, brother. You're not gonna preach it before I even pull. I I ain't even I ain't even pass around the uh the the, the plate yet. Oh. All right, so Pete, so Pete, the, I, what I want for Willie Green is I want for Willie Green to have team health, so he can we can we can then see his game plan unfold. Because to be honest, you got ten games, right? Mm-hmm. You got ten games. It's hard for me to hold your feet to the fire on a lot of things. Like I don't even know the game. What's the game plan? <laughs> I can't believe you. You're gonna ask me what the game I, plan no, is. I'm, I'm, I'm saying we know it's 25 basketball, but I'm saying I'm saying we you saw 10 you saw 10 games of it, right? You saw right. you saw 10 games of it. So it's hard for me to look all right. So you take Zion out, right? And you put uh Larry Nansen, right? 
so Larry Nance go be Zion. You know, it's not the same. It's not the sure. same like type of. Is it's literally the game plan changes. Brandon misses however many games he missed, and Trey is Trey is gonna be a phenomenal basketball player. But Trey go be Brandon right now. Yo, like it, it's 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 hard to put Willie in these type of positions. But I will say, if I gotta if I gotta nitpick at something, it's it's just in game adjustments for me. I think that's the thing that. Wait, I, like what? <laughs> I like that question, Chris, because I want you. I, I want him to answer that. But like, you see, Spo, you see Missoula, you see, you see all these. Like, I thought Missoula got dragged for no good reason. Like, I think he's been doing a good job. But like, what? As Chris said, I mean, depending on the situation, like literally, like that's what I mean. An in-game adjustment. If if somebody does something, if they run up the same play five times in a row, right? Or they said they the defense that they set is preventing us from getting points on five street possessions like I, I just want you to analyze it in real time and i and i understand that that's difficult and a lot not a lot of coaches do that on the spur of the moment but i think if you're talking about like the fast pace of today's nba with all the data we have with with all the you know stuff of it readily available at our fingertips all the analytics i think it should be easier to do those things and, and here's the other thing though what adjust See, and this what this what will he get me back? Because what adjustment is he gonna make? No, I think what you're saying is more of implying himself. Like you want to see him like really imply. I feel like too many times I get caught with the game plan, and it's just the game plan. We're gonna stick. We're, this is what we're gonna do. All right, right. you know what? I'm gonna keep it a beam. My laptop. He, cut, he, he just closed. Oh, 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 oh. Say, just I'm gonna keep it a beam. trying to play me every time I give a question. Like that's Yo, crazy. This is what it is. This is what I want for Willie Green. From what we know, from what we've been told, Willie Green is not controlling certain sects of the team, certain sections of the team. I we, won't can talk, Willie, we can talk about that. He's not controlling substitutions. He's not controlling substitutions. He's offense. not running the offense or defense. Correct. I want, if this going to be, if we're going to put the blame on Willie, I want Willie to have all the responsibility. That's yeah. what I want. I'm glad you said it. Because that's what I was like. I was trying to get that. That's the answer, Chris. I was trying to get him to get it's that better. answer. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's better. Like, okay. He was call, dancing. Call oh. better. Like, damn, Lito. Call better timeouts. Who are you? Call, like, uh, like. <laughs> no, we're not trying not to be disrespectful. Like, you. you that's not disrespectful. That's not disrespectful. Right. Call, like, call more timely. Like, you know, you know, more, more timely breaks. You know what I'm saying? Like, Willie, don't I mean? take the timeouts home. Don't take the timeouts home no more. Don't take the challenges home. home. You know what I mean? Like, 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 don't. Hey. Chris, These are all um, yo, Spo had an incredible was it Spolsha had an incredible challenge in the third yeah. quarter? It was like early third. It was a hook play. Someone got hooked. Yeah. 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 And I still think the basket counted, but I'm like, hey, that's like yeah. third quarter. Now screw this. Like we need like we need this possession, yeah. or I need to like and I thought Spolsha was like, I was like, damn, that was a ballsy challenge right there. Right. And I, I you never really see Willie do that, but Willie's two years and Spo's. 14 15 yeah. so it takes some time right um ivory ooh <sighs> what do i want from you that's crazy what that's if, all right all right i actually have i have a good player if he comes back jackson hayes ooh. Damn, bro. oh oh lito's upset he didn't get that <laughs> jackson hayes um uh, see and this is tough because you didn't get to prepare for this. No, not at all. This is tough. And again, we're going to get into a, a larger roster construction type time. conversation. We got with time. Jackson Hayes, if he returned. Uh, man, defense, interior defense. Um, I would like to see Jackson Hayes uh, be more of a presence um, in a rim deterrent. Uh, be more, uh, let his presence be known rebounding the ball. 
Mm. I think those are two areas that he can focus on and become better. Uh, there's certain things that Jackson Hayes does that I absolutely love. He loves, he runs the floor like a gazelle. Yeah. Um, he can guard the perimeter really well for someone yeah. his size. I think if he gets interior toughness and be able to like guard fives, I think his value becomes exponentially more important for this team. Um, you brought up a, a really good point. His his rim running is elite. Yes, it's it, it, it's something that a lot of people can't replicate in this league. And we talk about this all the time. But how do you stay, how do you keep him on the court? Right, because discipline. He gets really easy cheap fouls. Mm-hmm rebounding screening etc if he can improve on that i mean you you like the idea of jackson chris like you love the idea of jackson just right like we talk about that all the time but can do you think he's coming back i didn't ask you this chris do you think he's coming back um i do i do i i i don't i don't i can't imagine and and i've i've asked a few people i don't anticipate there really being a market like all that crazy for Jackson, maybe in a in a in a freezing class, there isn't there isn't all that all that uh deep in regards to talent. There's some team out there or multiple teams that say, all right, this is this a lottery ticket type of situation. We know the Pelicans may not may not want him to return. We'll go ahead and so I mean, um, but I I do see a I do see a scenario where where he does return. Um, I, I I mean because. The most frustrating element about this is that there, there's been we've had similar scripts throughout his throughout his time in New Orleans and how and how things go. Either people get, getting hurt or him falling out of rotation, not starting in rotation, then, you know, ended up being on fire for for a stretch. And we're like, all right, here we are. And then he ends up playing, you know, uh, you know, down to his competition again or just or disappointing. And we're right back wondering. And then, boom, like the Thunder game again, he's. The playing game, he's thrown into the fire, playing playing important minutes, but he's just not there, right? So, but we keep talking about big, like we've been talking about centers and big men for 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 a while. I mean, from since since he's been drafted, to really be honest, from from favors to to Adams to you know to Jonas, and even when we talk about replacements, it's maddening that we have to consistently talk about them when the ideal guy to take this all over and be your your center in this league is him. If he's able to somehow finally grasp the things mentally, fundamentally, um and take some of these some of these challenges personal, doing some of the things that he that, that you have to do at that position and stay on the floor, I I mean it's like the sky's the sky's the limit for a dude like you know of his of his ability. I mean Ivory hit it on the uh he hit it on the head there. hundred percent. Lito, is there anybody left out that you want to talk about before we get in the next segment? Because you seemed upset. And I don't wanna Nah, um He opened up the laptop, by the way. I got I got I got nothing. I mean, I thought you was gonna ask me the Jackson Hayes question. Thank God. Uh, thank God you didn't. Um I'll nah, throw you man. CJ. I'll throw you CJ. All right. What I, I what I want from CJ, uh I want for CJ to understand what his shot is not falling to read the room. I want I want him to be aware of, of who's on the floor with him. I want him to be aware of time and situation. Um, I want I want him to be more involved in the pick and roll 
as mm. as and I and I don't want him to be afraid to pass it to the big when, when they roll or with their nice. Bodies. That's what I want. That was good. That was yeah, good. That was, that was fantastic. That was perfect. Ivor, you want to add on to that? Um, I had a slightly different player. Yeah, go uh, ahead. Zion. Um, go ahead. I want to see Zion be as close to Draymond Green as possible. Really? Yes. Hmm. I, the physical dimensions are there. Actually, you know, Zion may have more tools defensively uh, at his disposal to become an elite defensive player. I think he showed it in spurts last season. Um, he showed it in different spots. But I think if Zion can be a small ball five and you play with like four shooters or guards, um, just for spurts, I think that would do wonders for this team. You bring up an incredible point because we've talked about a lot of Zion at five at the five or even Trey, right, Chris? But Zion at the five is surrounded with shooting and he's not a negative defensively. Once again, changes the dynamic of this team. And as a defender, I'll, I'll let whoever wants to answer this. <laughs> I personally think that anybody in this room can be a good defender. I think it personally, it's a lot about effort and angles, in my opinion. It's effort and angles. And, and if you're in the NBA, it's also film. But mm -hmm. effort and angles. Do you think if Zion got in shape, in a top-tier shape, and gave a shit on defense? I'm not saying he doesn't give a shit on defense. But if he played <laughs> like Draymond, Chris, do you think he could change the course of this team? Because now, if Zion can be a five, and he can be somewhat of... I don't have to be Draymond. He has to be half of Draymond. Okay, right. Boxing out, rebounding, right? Pushing it up the floor, oh, no. getting it out, stuff like that. And you started to see a little bit of that, Chris, with yeah, the you did. games against Phoenix, right? And you saw Minnesota. His most electric play was a steal. I think it was off of Ant. Was Ant did yeah, Edwards yeah. inbound the ball? And then he like deflected yeah. it, took two dribbles, and dunked it. Like you see that consistently. Oh, shit. <laughs> Zion, <laughs> Zion. That's, why I, that's why I cannot get over. Like I, I gotta believe in Zion. I have no, to. No, I mean statistically, right? This was this was the first year. This was the first season where even st statistically, him being at the five worked. Yeah. Every other year, every other year, it just it hadn't it hadn't been something that had been successful consistently. This year, we saw it finally, like work. Even if it didn't, if it wasn't always beautiful to watch, and they had to find their way. Um. Like you, like you start to see them, him mixed with Herb and Trey minutes, like it was great for them. Um, and I think building off that and part of that to to Ivory's point is him, like he did, he did make some strides. I think defensively, I don't know if 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 you're gonna see him, I don't know if he'll ever be the communicator that Draymond is, and I think that's the that's the biggest difference, mm -hmm. right? Because the effort was back. The yeah, effort he was, was under back. Izzo too. I'm not, I'm not, it's not slight, Draymond's one of the coach K. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Draymond's a hall of, like, like he's one of the best communicators on the floor that we've like, that we've seen at that, at the point of attack, like or at the, at the five, he's one of the best that we've seen. So asking that from Zion, um, I don't think you'll get it, you know, necessarily, but you slowly started to see some improvement. If he's able to improve there and part of that, right. It's, it's rebounding. It puts a bigger, a bigger, uh, um, you know, wait on him to rebound the basketball, which helps him and helps the team in transition. I mean, it's great. It's great for them. Um, the, the Oklahoma City game actually comes to mind where I think I, I believe he closed the game at the five. And it was a little it was it, it was a little ugly. But 
it was really nothing that 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 OKC could do down the stretch against him at that area, even if they decide to put him in the post. Um, so yeah, I I agree. I agree to an extent because like, I feel what you're saying, but he he never gonna be Draymond if he could be. Maybe I think five percent. No, no, no. I'm I'm just I'm just speaking on. I'm strictly speaking from a defensive like standpoint, just because like. All right, you 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 hoop for real, like you're a real hooper. It's different between somebody who has all this athletic ability and somebody who just literally giving will on defense. The dude who playing who, who got who got all the, the hops and all this other this explosion, generally like he's gonna lack defensive principles because he don't have to have those. He can make up for mistakes in the air. Somebody like Draymond is 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 fully aware of the film. I know I know. Everything you're gonna do, he so so when I say it, I'm just saying it to that point. Like he never gonna be that, but if he could be 25 percent of that, you know what I'm saying? Like with his ability, I think it'll be scary. Yeah, because uh, also Chris, he could and I, he could get away with that at Duke, right? Be out of position, but he was so athletic and explosive that you would be versus Iona or whatever. And just, DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, I, I mean, perfect said. Um, last segment, Lito. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you. Cause I already know what you're gonna say I'm gonna let you because you didn't, you didn't, you weren't on the show, so I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna start off with you. All right, man. Which yeah. non-star player? And I know Chris presented this. It can be in playoffs. We can be out of playoffs. It can be whoever. Which non-star player should the Pels target this offseason? Hey, listen. I understand when you when you see teams when you see guys in the playoffs and they playing off a superstar, and you kind of like, yo, I I think he can hoop, but. He is in this system, or he is with that coach. Oh, I think Gabe Vincent real. Mm. I gave. I think Gabe Vincent is the real deal. I think he a bucket. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I really truly believe that if you put Gabe Gabe Vincent in this system with the shooting of him and Trey and Jordan Hawkins, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I just I, <laughs> I think I think I think you got magic right there, like. And, and to be honest, to be honest with you, I, I, I fully believe, you know, I know the whole thing about Pop and his role players and how you see him in a system and then you see him somewhere else and they don't have the same, the same, the same light to him. I, I think Gabe Vincent is is a bucket though. And I, and I, and I think we like, will see big things from him in the future. So, uh, Chris, I'll let you, I'll let um, you respond to that and also go. Yeah. No, nah, I, I, I mean, Dante DiVincenzo is one that I like, but to be honest, like I, I'm, I'm really more concerned about certain role players that are currently on the team. Like I think that Dyson Daniels taking a taking a leap for this team does more, could do more than adding a guy like Dante or Gabe Vincent. You know what I'm saying? Any any of those guys, if he's on the team, Dyson Daniels becoming better. Him taking a leap forward, you know, as the the you know the former number number eight overall pick does more for this team. So that that's my more concern. Like that that's my biggest concern. I I understand that there's guys that they can add, and there's a bunch of dudes that we have and that we will talk about, especially as free agency and the draft starts. But for me, I'm more concerned about the dudes that are currently on the team, um, and especially those that are of Willie Green's favor his variety. And Dice is one of those type of individuals. I'm more concerned about those guys um, because it's a few of them that we can pencil in for minutes. We know Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones, Trey, Trey Murphy, 
Dyson, they should get minutes if they, they will they will all get minutes if they're on the team once the season tips off. Um, but a guy like Dyson, I I, I think it's, it's way more valuable for him to get more minutes than us talking about. Because I mean, listen, if you if you add Gabe Vincent to this team, you're telling me that I mean, who's gone? Who's gone? I got, I got a list of you. <laughs> what you want to do? No, no. I got a list. He's no, like computers no, like. I'm serious. I'm, I'm serious. I mean, we know we know the people that like. I mean, we have a we we could all put together a list of people that should be gone. Like like ideally, right? Talent like like the better players should should go. But I I mean, they're not. Are they? Are you telling me that in this in this equation, Dyson's gone, right? Hold on, let me ask you this. And I'm not I'm not knocking Dyson. Yeah. How do you who do you what do you think his ceiling is as a basketball player? Derek White. What should it be? Derek White? Derek White. Oh, no way. Derek White. I'm not saying he's going to be that level, that level of shooter necessarily, right? But that's the kind of guy that I that I think of at that at that at that range, that side combo that can that can defend. Um, there's gonna be a role player in this league. That's the kind of guy that I'm. That I don't know. That's the dude that I. Because we were talking about like last year, we were talking about Lonzo Ball. I think Derek White was a guy that was that was that was talked about. Um, Chaz's Chaz's guy was Kyle Anderson. Like we all like you know we talked about role playing dudes that were that were connectors, but that but that did they were pretty much all good defenders. To me, I see like ceiling wise, like right now. I see a Derek White with possibly, possibly a better handler, and I know he's a better passer. Mm. All right. Okay. Ivory. Um, man. This is your notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got a laptop. We got notes over here, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got it all. Man, there's, there's like three players that I, I absolutely I love watching and I think would be, you know, great on the pills now. Money and everything situation, that that's something totally different, but. Austin Reeves, man, uh, wow. huge Austin Reeves fan. Okay. Um, I think yeah. what he what he brings for his toughness, his shooting ability, his ability to play with stars, play off the ball, knock down three points. I mean, he's a complete player on on a perimeter. Um, he's just tough, man. He he draws a lot of fouls. Uh, I like that. Uh, Malik Monk, um, a two way shooting guard. Um, and I think Malik Monk is like. Where he was early in his career to now, I mean, night and day. Absolutely. One of the best shooting guards in the league. Um, and KCP, um, what he's doing for Denver, um, again, being like a, a two-way perimeter stopper slash score. Um, I mean, those, those guys, big 6'5", big build, um, can score and play defense, man. I, I think uh, they would be great um, additions. Damn, can I – damn, he, can I get – can I – can I can I get off my list? Like I'm there. Yeah, list jealous. of what? I'm jealous now. Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm saying like this is Lito. This, you're the big list. ticket, dude. Yeah. You are. This is your yeah, show. Yeah. You're the big. Chris, have you heard about this yet? Have you heard about this yet? Can we get to him being him being called the big ticket? Yes, you haven't first heard about time, this yet. First right, time so, ever hearing ever hear anyone call him. So we debuted uh, bad tweets at our show and or the network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a guy that said he shouted you out too. He said Lito and Chris. Uh, Lido and Chris carry the show. I think it was Lido. Um, Lido is like KG with the Wolves, just wasting his talent. 
Uh, so no. we're calling him the big ticket now. He's, he's uh, yes, Leo's right. big ticket. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Lito. Go with your list. This should be a staple segment, by the way. You know what? I think we let me. Staple segment. Big ticket. Lala asked, "Do you have a bad tweet this week?" I was like, "Actually, I don't think we've had a bad tweet um, this wow. week." I'm disappointed in y'all. That's crazy. <laughs> I thought we had it in the archives, but no, no, I can't no, I'm find talking about the the viewer, the listeners. Like, I'm disappointed that they didn't send any bad tweets. Yeah, I, we, we we've been pretty nice this I, week. Actually, we've been pretty nice. Very inconsistent. Very nice. Um. <laughs> So I say, Gabe, I like Bruce Brown. Hell, I like Caleb Martin. Uh, Ooh, Caleb, look, man, he looks good. I keep talking about Xavier Tillman. Um, I like Dante DiVincenzo. I like George Niang. Um, I like- Am I, I off on Max Strews? No, oh, I love Max Strews. I love J. Michael Green. I like I like Trey Lyles. You do have a list. I like Lyles. Anthony Lamb. I, I, I like- uh, the Plumley brother who plays for the Clippers who went from 40 to 70% free throw shooting in Mason. Mason, yeah. One of them do guys, man. No, no. Well, it's your uh, favorite team. Justin, please. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's a lot of guys out there, but you know what? I like Chris's answer. I, I was just about to say because because I actually like Chris's answer too. Do you think it's more important that Dyson just takes the leap? His second year, then I think eternal growth is always more important. Than- but can he do it? And like Chris, like he lays it out perfectly. And but like the question is, can he actually do it? Because I want to hear your thought, and Chris, I want to hear your thought, and then I want to hear Ivory's thought. Because can he actually do it? What, from what you see, what you asking me? Can he do? <laughs> can he average? I mean, can he can, can he be a point guard? He no. says he's a point guard. No. Okay. Well, then let let me see what the free agents. Are. He's not a point guard. I need him to be a point guard. But he, he's, he has to be a point guard. He's he, not a shooting guard. He's a wing. What do you mean? I mean, he's not. He to me, he's not. He can never be the guy. So who, then he doesn't fit with Zion. He doesn't fit with Brandon. He doesn't fit with CJ. He needs spacing. I'm not the guy who drafted him. I, I, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that I don't think he has the ability to do, or he has not shown the ability to be a primary ball handler, initiate the offense. And I, I understand he's 19. I know. I know. That's he's for, 20. He's 20. I know. And this was year one. I totally understand. Good. I, I believe that the Pels kind of envision him as a, a six, seven, six, eight Derek Fisher type point guard, mm. um, the three and D type point guard, and mm. not the the ones one that would fit best next to healthy Zion and you know Bi, not the one that's going to always initiate plays um, per se. I, I believe that was the vision for uh, Dyson. So we, all right. So if we like you said, if we he didn't put him to to play next to Zion then where is he most successful? But that's what we've been asking, Chris. And, and Chris, I want to get you because boss, for your man, say something. <laughs> I, no, I, wait, 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 wait. It's on me. It's all on me. Yeah, that's cool. Look, 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 look. Because I'm a look. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I made a lot of excuses last year for Dyson, and some of them were valid. But I mean, I ain't the only one. But but. I can I can admit that there were there were a lot of excuses laid out for Dyson. And I expected him to be a little bit to play a little bit better. Now I realized like we sprained his ankle three different times. And you know, what what he ended up um being next to out there on the floor is different from what from what we you know envisioned or what we hoped. Um year two gonna be different because year two, it not, all that goes out the window. That like no matter what. 
for like for some being a number being a top 10 pick being the number eight overall pick you were supposed to go out there and ball no matter the circumstances that's how that's how you know a portion of the fan base looks at it year two he gotta make it work or we having a completely completely different conversation so i think i mean can he do it justin i i i don't um from what perspective can he do what can be can he be a winning player? That's all I'm asking. Yeah, he yeah, he can be a winning player, and he can be he can be. I mean, look, bro, the the brother averaged three three and two in 17 minutes. All right, so I mean, shit, like yes, he can be. He can. I'm gonna go on a limb and say he will be better than three three and two. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's go on the notes. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I, I think with Dyson, it it goes down to what to what I think Lito mentioned earlier in the show. He has to stop asking for permission. Be more so worried about asking for forgiveness. You got the like. He's one of the few people on on this team that it, again is a is a Willie Green style of style of dude. Like those are the type of individuals that fit Willie's liking. That remind him more than likely of when he was a player. You know, what I mean, in the league. So more than likely, he's gonna have as many opportunities. Then he has the investment from the front office. You were all, you were you were a top ten pick if he's on the team. Right, because there's there's always a chance by you know draft day they maybe have conversations with Toronto again. He's out of here, but if he's not, he's on the team. You know, he's gonna have more than enough opportunities, I think, for it to happen. Um, but I think he he has to stop worrying about mistakes. Has to stop worrying about um if you know if if it's right. You know, hesitating, doing this, doing that, and he's going to have to become a better dribbler. Yeah. Can I? I, Do you want to? I know. I wanted to ask a question. I wanted to ask all of y'all a question. Mike Malone said something like very interesting about specialization and role players. And in regards to this team, right? So I know you said Herb, right? In order to don't put him in the corner, involve him in the action, right? But like at the end of the day, I'm just going to ignore Herb. And I'm going to make him have to shoot. Same with Dyson. So do you believe that going into this year, their shooting will be good enough to keep them on the floor Cause at Tyson know Herb, yes. I believe in Herb. Cause you had a you were 21st in yeah. offensive rating. But also, like they played 60 games without Zion Williamson. Or 70, what was it? I'm sorry, 58 games without Zion Williamson, I think it was. Like when Zion was on the court, people forget they were the number ones. No one gave a fuck about the offense or the defense or whatever. They just cared that we were number one in the Western Conference in December. I circled it. January 1st, we were, we were number two in the Western Conference, and Zion goes out. Like, he in this in this is a perfect, perfect circle back of, I need number one on the court because number one makes everybody better. I feel it. Everybody. But, but at the end of the day, if I'm triple teaming him, I got two on Brandon, right? Cool. Triple team him. I'll play three on L with the other. And three. I'm gonna make Dyson Daniels beat me from the line. I, I, I see. I think as an opposing coach, you would do that to me. Then I, I wouldn't settle with Dyson just standing out there. I would involve Dyson in the action, whether it be screening, whether it be flaring, whether it be slipping, whether it be him handling the basketball, right, initiating the off. This is exactly why Dyson, who's a point guard, should be able to be a winning player with with Zion on the court. I I don't think. <laughs> You can win championships in today's NBA with a whole offensively or defensively. I think if you look at the Denver Nuggets, there's no – well, they're slightly slanted offensively, but there's no weakness. Aaron Gordon's probably the worst shooter 
I mean, I mean yeah. they're, sh- they're shooting and playmaking all over the court at every position. Um, if you want to be a championship team, I don't believe that you can be a, you can have a, a point guard, especially uh, shooting 30%. Um, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> estimating here, um, you know, from, from three point land. I, I just don't see that being a, a recipe. Let me ask success. you, do you, do you envision Dyson? I, we're going a little bit overboard. That's fine. But do, y- do y'all envision Dyson, like if he were in the playoffs getting 25 to 28 minutes right now? Or do you think it'd be cut severely? <laughs> like today? Yeah. Oh no! No hell no. Yeah. So like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. So let's 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 sort of run it back to kind of like Herb, right? So, but I think Spolstra is a mastermind. I think he's Spolstra one of the best was, coaches not only in today's yeah. game but of the history of, of, the, of the game. I think Dyson in the Miami system. Uh, I think Spolstra will maximize his ability some way somehow. I think Spolstra spends nights four or five o'clock in the morning thinking about. That type of stuff, and and, and one play, I, you make a great point because Chris had alluded to, to the OKC game, and we talk about putting players in, in positions. We were talking about Jackson, right? When they ran that set, it was like the last, maybe the second last possession of the game. They put Jackson Hayes on the elbow. Trey was gonna come off a double stagger instead of Trey. He refused and went back door. Okay, and Jackson completely missed him. He was wide open, and said, "I think we fumbled it." CJ t- takes takes a terrible shot. Whatever. You put Dyson, you put Herb, you put a playmaker, the guy that I'm not saying Jackson have IQ, but I'm saying that he's not used to that position. You put Dyson there. Who is a high IQ player? Who can, I think, pass and make the right play? You're talking about maximizing them, right? That goes back to the whole loophole we talk about coaching staff. Because you can't, like, I wasn't mad that Jackson missed that back door because uh, Jackson in the fourth quarter with 35, 40 seconds left, isn't used to making that read. So I do think that Spolz, like, I want to get, I guess I want to get your point. Out of it. Why do you think Dyson would thrive because of the, the better coaching staff, the better? I think the Miami culture, the Miami system is predicated on uh, defense first and, and being a, a high processor of, of basketball. Um, I, I just think, you know, Spolster does the most with the least. I mean, the mar- majority of the guys are, are like, non-drafted guys um, three of what it's gabe max and um who's the third i'm missing the caleb caleb no caleb martin was drafted um yeah he was after about uh, i think they closed like game four or five with like three non uh, I, I don't i don't know if it would win i don't but i i think i think you would get you would maximize and optimize uh his 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 abilities with his limitations yeah. i agree Chris, you got anything? No, no, no. I think I think all all well said. Lito wants it. I just, I'll let no, you close. I was just, gonna say, I was just gonna say. I was asking that question just because, like, I watch, I watch Jared Vanderbilt get played off the floor. Like, I watched. Did you think that was? Did you think that? Um, did you think Ham misused him, or did you think that it was more of a coaching thing for Mike Malone? I mean, I don't think the Lakers were that talented. I disagree. I think they're very talented. I'm, in comparison to who they were playing. I mean, they have LeBron James, Anthony Davis. I, yeah. I, but you know what, though? I mean, do you think that this comes down to, it, like, do you think Dyson projects to be, like, okay, Aaron Gordon, I think for his career is like 34, 33% three-point shooter. It really all comes down to what kind of shooter do you see him as? Like, if you think he's going to be that bad as, you know, as Vanderbilt, then no. I mean, you're going to be in trouble. 
if Herb Jones is shooting how he was pre All Star break, roughly, where you know, I mean, he was like what 20, 20 something percent from like it was, it was not the guy that we saw in March, I, I think, roughly, where he was like 38, 37 percent. If he's the guy pre All Star break, then yeah, I mean, you know, without a without a doubt, I mean, what kind of shooter do you see Dyson becoming? So, think, Aaron, oh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Well, I was, I was gonna get to Aaron Gordon uh, comparison, Aaron Gordon, uh. 6'8", 235, career three-point shooter, 32.5%. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean what, do you, what do you see? Because with Dyson, it, it, it doesn't, like, I think the uh, I think the shot in itself is, you know, is okay. A couple a couple tweaks at a, you know, it's going nice. to. It's yeah, nice it's a little robotic. We're talking about this. It's a little robotic, but. Yeah, but, but it doesn't look, it's not broken. No. So, you know, what do you see? With Herb, with Herb, there's clearly, there's clearly, when he's struggling, like, you know the fundamentals. The you know the uh, the mechanics are off. Okay. Like you can tell, yeah. dude. Yep. Herb's jump shot in March, even like how how it was structured from 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 his feet to to him to him catching and releasing, it's totally different from the dude that was struggling before. Yeah. I you know we'll see with Dyson. Well, that was a great show, Ivory. Thanks for joining the show, man. That was thanks that was so awesome. Much. Really appreciate you having me on. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, Chris. Before we get off, this is the tweet. Lido and Chris, the only smart one in the Propel's podcast. He's wasting his time with KG on the Wolves. Try back out there. So then Ross deemed him the big ticket last week. So he is now the big ticket. But Chris was in the tweet too. So well, yeah, Chris is. But but it's no, no, he wasn't. He wasn't talking about me. He was talking about Lido. He was talking about Lido. He don't say who he. He don't say who he's talking about though. Maybe Chris. We gonna say it with you. Chris might exactly. Chris might be a big ticket. We gonna Chris, say we gonna say it was you, Lito. You are you are the big ticket. I don't know if I'm Stefan Marbury or if I'm like the Charles Freewell. If I join the team late, oh, like, Zerbiak, I mean, right? are you Boston? Are you Boston KG? Like, cause I I, I could pick a player. You you want me Paul Pierce? I know hey. I love Paul Pierce. Hey, <laughs> speaking of which, Lito was starstruck there in Vegas when he did see the big ticket. That that dude is about as intense. They as both started sweating. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Oh, don't disrespect Melo no more. Don't disrespect Carmelo Anthony no more. He disrespected Melo? He did. We it's all right. We're not we don't have to get into it, but he did. Wow. Like, comment, subscribe. Um draft coming up. Chris, you're going live for the draft, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that. Who the better player? My, Melo or Paul Pierce? That's not you said question. Paul Pierce, Chris. Oh, I say it again. Wow. What is wrong? If okay. we play, if it's a a better who had a better who had a better career to me? Come on, who's the better who's the better bucket getter? Come on, Melo. Melo Melo's one of the best. Oh. Like he he's a he's a generational scorer to me. Is art better overall player? Like for a career to to me, all things considered, I think it's Paul Pierce. You're not allowed to have an opinion according to Twitter. You can't you can't have no. You don't. Okay? Yeah, yeah. You don't have opinions. So. Like, comment, subscribe. Love to hear your thoughts. We will see y'all on Wednesday. Way. It was a finger roll of anything. <laughs> that, that, that's a dunk.